You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. Another week, another 49ers win. Although this time was a little bit dicey, but I think there's positives in that, and I'll tell you why. I'm El Sacco, along with Brian Rennick. Brian, how are your holidays, man? Uh, they were good, and the 49ers did their part to maintain that that good feeling. Uh, a, a victory on, on Christmas Eve uh, that uh, uh, shout out to Rohan, the uh, boy wonder of 49ers Web Zone all of 19 years old, filling in for us uh, with Zane. Uh, did a great job, does a great job for us at the web zone with his writing. And so appreciate that. Um, but that victory on uh, Christmas Eve, obviously nice going into Christmas. And then New Year's Day, another dub, another uh, another, dub. another another notch on that, uh, on, that, on that win streak up to nine now, which is bonkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, uh, I had a great, uh, great holiday. Uh, spent a lot of time down in Santa Cruz. We were saying that offline. I know your trip got canceled, which is a bummer. Uh, but Dead. it sounds like you guys are gonna uh, you're gonna make that up, so that's good. Uh, but outside of that uh, canceled trip, how were your holidays? Southwest, man. I think everybody was feeling Southwest. They just had probably the worst holidays of all time with just canceled flights and the absolute shit show that was their airline. But I know a lot of people went through it. It could have been a lot worse than what we went through. I know people had some horror stories, but it was good other than that. But there, to me, there's nothing more depressing than like when the holidays end. Cause I love how ha- Halloween and Christmas time. And then all of a sudden it's like January and where I live, it's just straight up gray for the next three months. It's not cloudy. It's not sunny. It's not, it's just gray. It's the most depressing time if you live on the East Coast where I do. So a lot of people listening in California don't have to deal with it or out on the West Coast, but I do. So it's a good thing that the Niners are making me happy, Brian. And this game, while watching it, yeah, it was a little frustrating to watch, but the Niners were kind of due for one of these. But I want to start out with positives because I think there were a lot of them. The first is, I guess, where we've always been starting out is Brock Purdy. Because this moment wasn't too big for him. And yeah, it wasn't the playoffs. It wasn't a divisional playoff round. It wasn't, you're playing the, the Raiders who have stunk most of the year, or at least have shot themselves in the foot enough to have a losing record most of the year. But they're in a position where they're down 24 to 14 late in the game, and they have to keep coming back. And the quarterback, once again, just did everything he had to do. He was poised, just made plays. Yeah, he had the bad interception, but you know what? He's young. He's going to have those. Every quarterback has bad throws in games, and, and, he, and he had one. Other than that, I thought he was he was really good. And I just I want to throw some things out at you, just because it's it's just become amazing to me at this point. He's the seventh rookie in the Super Bowl era with two plus touchdown passes in this, in five consecutive games. And the last person to do that was actually Justin Herbert. 
He's averaging 8.85 yards per attempt over his four starts in overall eight yards per attempt. If he qualified, he doesn't have enough attempts to qualify, but that would be fourth in the league. And, and listen to this stat, because this is crazy to me. His touchdown percentage is 6.7% on his 150 attempts. Uh, Patrick Mahomes leads the league at 6.4, so pretty qualified he would lead the league. And the only people who are even over six with 150-plus attempts are Tua, Allen, Prescott, and Burrow. I mean, that's pretty damn good company to be in. And here's the biggest thing I'm taking from it, Brian. This team just keeps scoring points. So this was the type of game where Niners shot themselves in the foot a lot in this game, where they had a ton of penalties. I think they had, what, nine penalties in the game? Eight, nine penalties? I wrote it down. Nine penalties. Eight. Oh, yeah, nine. Sorry. Nine. They have that interception. They have some bad penalties, and this was the type of game you've seen where, all right, they're going to – they lose. They shot themselves in the foot. They didn't. And do you know why they didn't? Because they actually score points now. They score a lot a lot of freaking points, man. How many points did they score? Well, they're averaging 32.6 points per game in their last five. They've scored 30-plus points in four of their last five games, and they did that just three times in their previous 17 games. This is so okay. The only times under Shanahan when they've scored 30 plus points other than this streak in four out of five games was actually last year, weeks eight through 12. They averaged 29. And then you have to go back to 2019. They did it in four of six games when they averaged 30.3. But in a game like this, when they're when the Raiders are going up and down the field, I'm not worried because I think they're gonna score. And this was, you know, doing the show with me six weeks ago. I was like, when the hell is this offense gonna get it together? Now I'm I'm just know they're going to drop 30 plus, And that is crazy, crazy without Debo and with the seventh string rookie QB. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, you know, uh, NFL Rookie Watch is a an account on uh, Twitter. It has a blue check mark, but that doesn't really mean anything anymore. Uh, but uh, what they what they tweeted out uh, about uh, twenty three hours ago now, uh, Brock Purdy threw his first four career starts. Right, so they're not including the the Dolphins game. It's just his his starts. But he's seventy of one hundred and four, uh, which is uh, about sixty seven percent completion percentage. He has 920 passing yards, nine total touchdowns, a 115.3 average passer rating, and a 4-0 record. And so I just took that, and I took those passing yards and and the touchdowns. And if you extrapolate that out over a 17-game season, right? I mean, you can't really do anything with that completion percentage, so we're just going to keep it at 67. But that would be 3,910 yards. And then uh, he's thrown two touchdowns in each of his four starts. So again, if you extrapolate that out, not that that would, but if you extrapolate that out, that is 34 touchdowns. But if you add that rushing touchdown, that bumps it up to 38 total touchdowns. And he's only thrown two interceptions across the four starts. So that's half an interception a game. So you're looking at eight and a half interceptions. So let's call it right. So 3,910 yards, 34 passing touchdowns, nine interceptions that'll do that'll do each and every year year in and year out and so 
not only is that impressive just on its face, but then you add in, like you said, seventh round rookie, Mr. Irrelevant, got his first start against Tom Brady and the Bucks, And it just seems like every, <clears throat> he got his first challenge having to come in cold and win against Miami and he passed it. Next challenge facing the GOAT with playoff implications, passed it. Next challenge going up to your arch rival where it's been a house of horrors for you to win a, uh, to win a, uh, a division title, pass that with flying colors. Then your next challenge, now you get to face the, the toughest defense you faced since coming in against Miami. Drops 30, what was it? 34? 33 in that game. 33. Th drops 33 on the best defense that he's seen. And the next challenge is the next game, you enter the second half, you're down double digits, and you've got I'm sorry, 37. 37 against the commander, sorry. Okay, sorry, 37. And then the next is a second half double digit deficit. Never gone into halftime without a lead, right? In his previous three starts. And he passes that one. Not only did he not only did he lead the team to a game-winning field goal opportunity, but he essentially he he led two game-winning drives, if you think about it. He led the drive that put them up 34-27. And then he led the drive that got them in field goal position to win the game in regulation. Robbie Gold misses it. And then in overtime, they get the interception. Tayshawn Gibson, you know, returns it to the whatever, the eight-yard line, and they just kick a field goal. They take a knee and they kick a field goal. This kid, this whatever, set it up. Set it up for Brock. Set whatever you want up for Brock. Brock's knocking it down. It's just... It's just an incredible story. It's just an incredible story. And I just cannot say enough about the kid's poise, his decision-making, even that interception. Did he miss Did he miss uh, Meek Robertson sticking on uh, on the back end of that play? He absolutely did, which is why, he, why that ball was intercepted. I don't think that's the wrong read. I think he makes that read every time, but I also think he's going to learn from that. But what was more impressive to me is that he threw that interception and right after he threw it, I tweeted it out and I said, interception's not a big deal. What matters is how he responds. Mm -hmm. After throwing that interception, right? Which came with, uh, let's see, I have it up here. Uh, that interception came uh, with, in the third quarter with uh, two minutes and 30 seconds left in that quarter. After that interception, scoring drive, scoring drive, scoring drive, scoring drive, if you include overtime. So four straight scoring drives after throwing that interception. That's what matters to me. And that, I think, is more impressive than the 284 yards and the two touchdowns and, and the one interception. I love the kid. I just, I absolutely love the kid. I'm over the moon. I love Trey Lance. I, I think this team is set up for some awesome success uh, in the future with what they've got at the quarterback position right now. And the other thing is they're going to enter 2023 spending, I think 10 million at the quarterback position. 
I'm not sure exactly, but it's not a lot. Uh, Yeah, it's it's close to that. Yeah, it's not a lot. So, yeah, I mean, just love the kid. And then not only that, just his escapability, his slipperiness in the pocket. And you saw that multiple times against the Raiders. The touchdown to Kittle. And then uh, some of the most some of the plays that I was most impressed with were the two where he escaped pressure and threw the ball away. Nothing positive happened outside of avoiding the sack. Right. That little dead leg he gave to that defender on that one where he was like, how's he how did he get out of that? And was able to throw the ball away. It was just I love the kid. The kid is is nails. Let's look at what that escapability and poise did in the course of the game. So you mentioned the Kittle touchdown. Yeah, he's he's there, you know, near the goal line. He's getting some pressure. He's got he's got a rollout to his left. He sets himself and makes a beautiful throw to Kittle in the back of the end zone, which was Kittle's fifth touchdown in the last three games. And yes. Kittle had only for the season career high going into this season was six. I believe he's got eight now. So he has found Kittle in big well, spots. He has 10. Doesn't he have 10? No, Kittle doesn't have 10 yet. Okay. He might have nine. He might have nine. Let me double check this. Hold on. Um, Kittle has touchdown receptions. Where are you, George Kittle? He has nine this season. And he has five okay. in the last three games. So that's where he is right now, which is which is a career high for him. The other two plays were, were this. One was Brian Baldinger actually um, highlighted this on Twitter as well. It was a second and four, four, and I believe it was Crosby who got through. It is this play that Callie Young is commented on. Crosby, Crosby. Okay, someone mentioned yep, it on our feed. Yeah. So it, it's second and four. The free rusher comes through. We've seen a million times where Jimmy's a dead duck there. And one of the reasons you you draft a Trey Lance is because it gives him this capability. Yes. Purdy gets out of it, makes a four-yard pass to Kittle, well, it was a four-yard pass. Well, it was a first down. For the so first now down, you have a yeah. first, 10, first and 10 instead of what would have been a third and long, whatever it would have been, third and 11, and maybe yep. your drive stalls. Well, he keeps it going because of that play. The other play, and this just shows his poise to me, was the long uh, sort of check down to McCaffrey. McCaffrey had the long run and trucked the guy. Um, <laughs> was, he's got he's got pressure just coming right after him. Yeah, And he this is, a, again, a rookie. You don't even have to say seventh-round rookie, a rookie who is unfazed, sees his check down, yes. flips it down, and you give it to you know one of the best running backs with the ball in his hands in the league, and you get a gigantic game. That's the quarterback doing little things. Everybody's going to remember McCaffrey for that run and with good reason, but you have a quarterback now who's doing these little things that haven't happened before. And the result is 18 offensive touchdowns in the last five games. Mm-hmm. The result is scoring 30 every week. The result is going into the playoffs with you hope a defense that is very good. We'll talk about that later. But a team now that you know can put up 30 on anybody at any time. That wasn't the case last year, and it wasn't the case in 2019 when they couldn't break 20 in the Super Bowl. So this is a different team with a quarterback who has changed the dynamic with the things that he's done. And Shanahan said it himself, it's real. This is real. You know what you're looking at, the things that he's doing. He's playing beyond his years. And will the league catch up to things? Sure. That's when you see if players can adjust. And I think with Kyle Shanahan and with Purdy's mind and everything, I think that he can. So the Niners, man, guys, I've been saying this week after week. This is as an exciting time as I can remember. I I know they just gave up a lot for Lance. I know we have to see what happens. But if you're not excited yeah. for what this kid has brought, I don't know what to tell you. It's been awesome. Awesome. Well, and that and and that's the one thing that that I, I think is is has gone overlooked in this run is that. It's not like Kyle Shanahan is running running a gimmicky offense for Brock Purdy because right. he's a seventh round rookie and whatever. He's not 
he's not running an offense that is full of quick screens, bubble screens, you know, check downs, whatever. He is running the offense that he wants to run. And so when you talk about like, is the league going to catch up to him? I, I understand that. But at the same time, I don't feel like Brock Purdy is doing things that you can point out on tape and go, well, as long as we take that away, then right. we can get to him. Right. It's not, he's, he's, he's just efficiently running this Kyle Shanahan offense as it's meant to be run. And defensive coordinators haven't really figured out how to stop Kyle Shanahan's offense yet. What they've been able to do is take away the things that Jimmy Garoppolo was comfortable doing in this offense. Brock Purdy is comfortable doing everything in this offense. And that's the difference. And then not, and then on top of that, he has that escapability to either a throw the ball away, live to see another down, right down in distance, keeping it, keeping it manageable, not taking those sacks or he's not just hyper-focused on those routes in the middle of the field. He'll go deep. If it's there, he'll hit those outside throws. He'll, you know, even, even that, that throw to Kittle, right? That is a great play by the defender to notice the motion of all the players going to the other side of the, uh, of the, of the field and see Kittle streaking towards you and leave your player and sit back and, and handle that, that route. That's a great play. And just Brock not noticing that that happened and thinking, Oh my God, Kittle is going to streak wide open. And he just threw it up. I don't, I, I am a hundred percent fine with that play. I have no problem with it. I expect an interception every game from Brock Purdy because he's a seventh round rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's going to happen, but I expect it so that when it does happen, I go, okay, there's the one that I expected. Let's see how he bounces back. And that's, what's most important to me. And, and like I said earlier, how did he bounce back? He led four scoring drives. I mean, you can take that overtime one away, whatever. He led three scoring drives in the three drives he got after that interception. That's all you can ask for. That's all you can ask for from any quarterback, let alone a seventh round rookie quarterback. So I I don't like I I I am trying to avoid being hyperbolic, right? I don't want to be mm-hmm. hyperbolic. I don't want to 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 be too flippant when I say this, but like I said, Purdy is running the offense the way that Shanahan wants it run. And if he can do that, then like I said, I don't know that there's, there's catching up to be done from the rest of the the league because he's not, he's not doing anything that can be taken away. So to speak, he's not only completing balls in the middle of the field. He's not, you know, he's not just doing, he's not just completing short passes, you know, shallow crossers, bubble screens, all that, right? He is, he is operating this offense and reading the field as efficiently as anyone we've ever seen in a 49ers uniform as mm-hmm. with Kyle Shanahan as the play caller. 100%. And that's the difference. That's the difference. And it's yeah, been incredible. The best quarterback play you've seen in the Kyle Shanahan era. I think 100%. Was, I, I, I don't know that anyone can argue differently. Which is just insane when you look at, you know, the specifics of, of, a, of a rookie doing it. And the poise he showed in the drive at the end of the game when they missed the field goal. But again, it's it's him 
moments not too big. And someone else who stuck out to me there was Brandon Ayuk, who had yes. four catches. Huge game. huge game. And on that last drive, yeah. when they missed the field goal, but they still drove down, four catches for 52 yards just on that mm-hmm. drive. And I saw, I don't know where I saw it, if it was an article or what it was, but somebody had listed like the tiers of receivers. They had like the number one receivers and, and number one, obviously, is your Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams. He had Debo in there. He also had Brandon Ayuk in there. And I give the person credit. I don't remember who it was, but I was reading through some of the comments and it was Brandon Ayuk. Really? I started to think, well, yeah, I don't think people understand how good Ayuk is because he plays on an offense. One, there's a lot of mouths to feed. And two, mm-hmm. the Niners don't throw a ton. They're 25th in the league right. in attempts. And Ayuk on the season has 109 targets, which is 27th in the league. He has 74 receptions, which is also 27th in the league. So, you know, there you go. Um, Yards, he's 22nd with 956. He has eight touchdowns, which is actually sixth for touchdown receptions. And QBs have a 115.8 rating when throwing to him. So he's been effective. He's only 44 yards away from his first 1,000-yard season. But you're seeing in a game like this, He's he he is a true number one receiver, and if he played on a team 100%. like if, if, Aaron, if Aaron Rodgers had him this year as a number oh, one, oh yeah, fifteen hundred yards, you know, on a team where they would where they would feature him more. And I thought this in a lot of ways might might have been his coming out party because of how yes. clutch it was. And I think he's really ascending to that next level. D- Debo will come back, and Kittle's been playing been playing better, but you see him kind of getting something going with Purdy. And Ayuk is somebody who's been I think criminally underrated in this league for a while. And I, it was really cool to see him do that because as someone who watches him week, week in and week out, as 49er fans do, I think they have an appreciation for him that maybe the national yeah. media or national fans or a casual NFL fan may not. For sure. Was it Matt Harmon? Is that who you were reading? I don't, uh, I don't know. I see so many things. You know, I know. I write down uh, Matt Harmon. Yeah, I would say I've heard Matt Harmon on uh, the athletic football show with Robert Mays. He runs a blog called Reception Perception, and he focuses just on on receivers. And he's big on Bar- Brandon Ayuk more so than than other people. So that's why I was wondering. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, Brandon Ayuk on, I would argue, twenty seven other teams in the NFL would be wide receiver one. Yeah, yeah I, there's probably, probably five. There's probably five teams where he wouldn't. He wouldn't be wide receiver one in Minnesota. That's Justin Jefferson. Not in in Miami. That's Tyreek Hill. Uh, not in Philly. That's AJ Brown. Um, not in Dallas. That's uh, CD Lamb. And then you know, or you know, maybe there might be a, a handful of others. But on the majority of teams in the NFL, he would be a wide receiver one. I 100% agree with you. Um, he had nine catches on the day for 101 yards. And 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 that drive was simply Brandon Ayuk being a better route runner than 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 the corner that he was going against because those were quite literally the majority of those those catches came on slants and uh, you know and like quick posts right where he's mm-hmm. setting his foot in the ground and he's cutting right and and you just can't cover that's uncoverable if the quarterback can deliver it on time and Brock Purdy was showing time and time again that he could. Brock Purdy throws a really pretty ball too. It's very, it's, it's, it's a tight spiral. He's he, he can get zip on it, especially intermediate. Uh, you know, he looks good. 